Hello, welcome back to Autism with a Voice. Today's episode is going to be interesting, but before that, I would like to first apologize for not being on the air for a while. I got caught up in work and my anxiety disorder, so just know that my videos are, are sorry, my episode, or the episodes are going to be randomized, so it may take a few days, a few weeks, or a few months before each episode comes out. It really does depend on what's going on. So yeah, let's get on to the episode real quick. You may notice that I have crickets chirping in the background. That is because I have a reptile that munches on them. So no surprises. I'm gonna actually try to move to a place where there's less annoying crickets. But yeah, um, but yeah, um, let's get on to the episode, um, so today's episode is going to be on incontinence with autism, so incontinence with autism, it's really a broad, it's a really broad topic that is, is really hard to tackle on. If you guys get where I'm going, and real quick, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to go through my um, my um, spring allergies. So you may notice I'm a little congested, so I'm super sorry about that. But yeah, um, the topic of incontinence with autism is really broad and hard to deal with. I've been trying to come out with this episode for about a year or two. Um, because I have to deal with incontinence myself because of my multiple disabilities. But I feel like it is my responsibility to talk about this topic to better assist parents, guardians, and individuals themselves on incontinence with autism. So, let's get down to it. Um, incontinence with autism. For, for me, I have personally have it. And it's embarrassing and difficult to deal with, but at the same time, there's ways of managing it. This episode is going to be informative and tip-related, so it's going to be for everyone. Um, in the terms of incontinence with autism, it's really, there's a lot of, there's a few misconceptions that are always amplifying with it. And that is that people who are nonverbal with autism cannot be potty trained. So in that that they cannot in that that they cannot communicate that they need to go to the bathroom or that they don't know when they need to use the restroom and typically get labeled at, as individuals with incontinence. This is completely a big misconception because it is really unknown how many people with autism struggles with incontinence because it's really wide. It's, but for the fact that people say that for pe that people with autism that deal with incontinence are typically nonverbal is completely it's completely wrong because um, there are people like myself who do have autism that do have incontinence 
that are verbal. Now, don't get me wrong. Sorry about that. Don't get me wrong. There are people who are nonverbal that do have incontinence, but it's really unknown. Um, it's really unknown for people who are verbal and nonverbal who have incontinence because autism is a broad and diverse disability. Um, it affects everyone differently. And the topic, if incontinence is a symptom of autism, is also broad um, and controversial, or not controversial, but debated. Um, for me, I'm not going to get into that topic, some, but just point out that some people believe that it's not autism that causes incontinence, but another medical condition. And some people believe that incontinence is a symptom of autism. Um, but that is to be debated among, upon. Um, the reality is incontinence with autism can happen to anyone with autism. We really have to recognize that, but it's not... It's not on people who are nonverbal with autism. It's particularly every or it can happen to anyone, and it's really unknown. Like I said, what is the percentage of nonverbal and verbal autistic individuals having incontinence? Um. So, I think the moral of the moral of the episode is that we should not judge the symptom that the individual is having and not assume that incontinence with autism is not on people who are nonverbal and accept the reality that anyone with autism can experience incontinence in general and as soon as we recognize this, as soon as we recognize this, it, the better that the support can be for the individual. So if someone with autism who is verbal, who has, or let's take, for example, someone who is autistic, who is highly verbal, who has incontinence, if they hear people say that only people who are nonverbal with autism can experience incontinence. If they hear that, that may push them to not reach out for support for their incontinence. And it is, it is really important to br break down this stereotype and this misconception because if someone who is verbal with autism has incontinence and they need support for it, they may be reluctant to go out for it. So it is really important that we ask ourselves the question, there's no one, or there's no, everyone with autism is affected differently from each other. Um, and we can't be judging because when we judge that may put insecurities on someone, and they may be reluctant to get support for that. So remember that if you say if you tell someone with autism that 
only someone who's nonverbal has incontinence, that individual may not get the support that they need. They may not get they may not be able to go out to their doctor and ask for a prescription for incontinence supplies, and that may put them in the hole, or they may be reluctant to wear incontinent products in general to get the support that they need. So we need to stop judge, judging people because of their symptoms and get down to supporting. The number one treatment for autism is acceptance. That's the number one treatment for us. If I come out to someone about my autism or about me being autistic and I tell someone that I have incontinence, I should be accepted right out right away. And that should be the case for anyone with autism, no matter what symptoms they're dealing with. But yeah, um, now let's get onto the products. I brought out a bunch and I'm going to do a physical view of it uh, later on. Or I'm going to do a physical view of them um, to go over the options that people with autism will have at their fingertips. So parents and guardians and individuals themselves know what they have access to. But yeah, let's get down to it. Um, now, the number one form of incontinent product are the, about 95% of autistic people that do have incontinence do use adult or they do, they do use diapers and pull-ups and under pads. So let's go over them. Um, for me, I use a combination of both. I, um, I use a combination of three actually. Sometimes, sometimes a third one. Um, sometimes I use under pads depending on if I'm in my wheelchair for an extended period of time and I'm not able to change my. But yeah. Um, for me, I use, I use tab style diapers and I use pull ups. Um, I know people will ask me, wait, why do you do that? Well. The reason why is because um, I primarily use tab style briefs or tab style, tab style diapers when I'm not working out. When I'm exercising, I use uh, pull-ups. Um, when I'm sleeping, sometimes I'll use an under pad, but yeah. Um, people with autism generally use uh, pull-ups and tab style diapers because those are easy to utilize or for parents and guardians and caretakers those types of products are easy to manage and clean up quite easily um <laughs> i know that's a bit personal but i'm not i'm not going to be embarrassed about this because this is helpful information for parents and guardians and individuals but yeah um so the company that i go to would is a uh, North Shore they have they make their own products and they're really high quality they're better than anything I've tried in the past um, and they're really they're really helpful for dealing with incontinence and they have a customer service team that's well versed in all disabilities and they come out with they come out with uh, vlogs on all types of disabilities and which products would work for them I highly recommend checking out North Shore. I'll put a link to their website in the description. But yeah, 
they're really um they're really um helpful when it comes down to incontinence plans. Um, my recommendations would be the North Shore Supreme briefs, which is the tab style, and the North Shore Go Supreme, which is the pull ups. Um, I highly recommend this company because they're they're better than any other supply out there. Then it may be a little bit more expensive, but yeah. Now um, let's go on to services that individuals with autism can access. Um, I this is going to be another tip, but recommendation is to reach out to a doctor and reach out to the health insurance to see if there's any services that the individual or you may have in you may have access to to get the supplies. Um, typically, it requires a simple prescription from the doctor or reaching out to or reaching out to the health insurance and asking for a list of suppliers um, that they do cover and getting that. Um, I know I made a recommendation for North Shore, but the reality is no um, no one product is perfect for everyone. Meaning by um, what I wear may not be perfect for you and what you wear may not be perfect for me or what the individual wear may not be perfect for me or what I wear may not be perfect for the individual themselves. So really look into what products works best. I go with North Shore because they work perfectly they work perfectly, but that's just for me. Um, there may be a different company out there that works for the individual. But yeah, um, I highly recommend reaching out to to the in health insurance and getting the doc or and reaching out to to um, the primary care provider of your your kid or if you're a parent or guardian, reaching out to whoever is your child or the person you're guarding over, um, reaching out to their primary care provider about that and reaching out to their health insurance about it. Um, Medicaid should be able to cover it. Um, if, you're mili if you have military health insurance, TRICARE will not cover it, which is sad. <laughs> um, not, uh, uh, it's hard, but yeah trying to get them to cover that type of stuff but yeah um, um but really reach out to health insurance to see what they have to offer um also if the individual if the individual can still do it um i reckon if the individual can still do it or if you're still able to go to um go to um any grocery store and pick up some good nights that's on another option um i highly recommend good nights because if you're below 140 pounds they'll they will still fit um so i recommend them as well um really reliable company um i highly recommend them there may be bed wetting pants but they do work really well and a lot of people with autism in general will use them for incontinence until they grow out of them or 
some will even use them for until they're like in their 40s. I know autistic individuals with incontinence that will use these products until they're like 50 um, because they still fit because they're below that weight limit. So I highly recommend that. Um, really give it give it a try. But yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. And hmm, yeah. Um, this episode took me a while to come out with because it's really embarrassing to me, and it's stressful on me to come out about myself experiencing incontinence, but. I feel like to benefit my community, to help parents and guardians out there, this episode is needed. So yeah, I hope you guys found this episode really useful and I'll be posting it and maybe giving an updated version of it later on, depending on what's going on. But yeah, thank you and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.